2: I missed the whole Melody Rules experience first time around, and by the sound of things, I might have dodged a bullet. This homegrown comedy that came out on TV3 in the 1990s has been panned as one of the worst sitcoms ever made. The critics called it cringeworthy, atrocious, awful and a disaster in reviews. And the whole experience was so traumatic that some actors fled overseas to escape the embarrassment. Now Melody Rules gets a post-mortem 25 years on with one of the show's original writers. Jeff Houtman's tracked down dozens of the cast and crew to find out where it all went wrong and how the failures affected them since. The whole story started off at a comedy writers workshop in Auckland. A group of 120 budding writers rocked up and paid to listen to a visiting American expert and do some writing workshops. Their mission? Simple. Just write the great New Zealand sitcom. And just in case that task seemed far too easy, the organisers threw in a plot twist, a survivor-style elimination contest between the writers. Over the first week, we worked really hard. It was a
0: crash course in sitcom creation. But there was more to the seminar than just learning. There was competition, too. And at the end of the first week
1: the first call, which took it down to 20.
0: Jack Tweedy again.
1: And I remember they said they were going to call at 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And I remember I was living in a house in, in Upper Queen Street that isn't there anymore, a little old house, sitting next to the, the flat phone, waiting to see if it would ring. And at one minute past four it rang and I thought, they're either ringing to tell me no or ringing to tell me yes. And... And I picked it up and, and they said, you're in. And I was the first one that they called, I think.
0: Oh, teacher's pet.
1: Well, yeah. Matthew
0: Donaldson. I got a, a call on my birthday saying... On your 17th birthday. On my 17th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> saying, hey, welcome to the club. We want to take a bet on you. And I jumped up and down and couldn't stop smiling and I hugged my mum. And she said, I'll do whatever it takes to help you help you get where you're going. Luckily or maybe unluckily. I made it through the first cull, and so did my future writing partner,
1: Mihira. And really, to my surprise, got invited to come for the um, more in-depth course, and that whittled down the numbers down a bit more, yeah. In a Jonestown kind of way of thinking, it was the point where people were going, well, I worked 14 hours in the garden. How many hours did you work? And, well, I worked 16 hours in the garden. Well, I haven't slept for three weeks, so I must really want the new future to be coming, kind yes. of thing. So we were already at that stage, two weeks in. Bodies all lined
0: up on the ground sort of thing. Yeah. We were put together as a writing team because why? Did we annoy someone? <laughs> I had a feeling that we were like the bad kids and they chucked us together.
1: Does that sound right? I think it might have been because we were the craziest.
0: Okay, that could have been it. That
1: could have been it, yeah. That could have been, yeah. been
0: it, right. We were the problem children. <laughs> glue us together and that way he can kick us both out at once, right? <laughs> but that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen.
1: It all sounds so lovely at this point. I don't know how. What it all it go got out? so tragic. <laughs>
3: 120 people were whittled down to 20 people. And they're going, keep coming up with a premise, keep coming up with the characters, do the outlines. Then I was paired up with the youngest guy who was involved, um, and I can't even remember his name. I, I want to say maybe it was another Jeff, or maybe it was a...
0: What if a... I said Matt?
3: Oh, Matt. Little wee Matt. And, like, he was, like, 17 or 18 <laughs> 17. years old.
0: After the massacre that was week two, we were finally down to our core writing group. The group that would eventually go on to staff the chosen sitcom. And it was now our job to come up with the incredible idea that would become the great New Zealand sitcom.
3: I came up with an idea of what if an older sister was left in charge of a family because mum and dad had gone overseas to find themselves under a rock.
0: Kate Ward-Smythe.
3: So I came up with that because... Growing up in Nelson, mum and dad did get very involved in counterculture, like the Values Party. They had a lot of things that they were focusing on, very worthy causes. And it was a great, just totally immersive environment to grow up in. That's how the premise came about for me. It was, I often felt like I'd sort of raised myself and and was my own adult. Um, growing up, so that was the kernel of the idea.
0: But Kate's writing partner, the seventeen-year-old Matt, remembers things a little differently. There are contrary points of view as to the origins of of this, but uh, from from my perspective, it was uh, based on an idea that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but we worked together and developed yep. together. And what was the idea? Uh, the idea was that there was a a boy. Maybe about 16 or 17, Hmm. who, (laughs) yeah, whose whose mother had to be absent and the older sister who had just moved out of home, the task fell to her to look after her her younger brother. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that happened in my life. And it was this idea of Kate and Matt's that's the reason I'm here today doing this podcast, sifting through the ashes. It was their kernel of an idea that would go on to become the worst sitcom ever made. And we named it Melody Rules.
1: I'm in charge here for the next five and three-quarter hours. Melody Rules. Break out the swimsuit, Babe Islands, here I come. With you and Fiona in swimsuits, don't you mean the Babe Pigs, Sorry! Uh, Susan Hamilton kept throwing bits of paper at me. <laughs> we all know what that means.
0: She
3: thought you were a
1: rubbish bin. <laughs> Great, then we can go upstairs and practice our abseiling. Monster! You are decent? Speaking of horror stories.
2: The training, the whole development process and the kind of reality show stripping out of different casts and people as, as the group got smaller and smaller... The training was spot on. Dave Horn. It is flawless. It really is. Like teaching the elements of character design, script design, story arc, how it works with network programming. Um, it really is sitcom training that is that is valuable and portable to different types of media. So, you know, the questions that have to be asked is, OK, if the training was fantastic, <laughs> what the f*** happened? Yeah. But we we're all so
3: willing. It was like you no-one know, no was questioning... The very core of the process and how wrong and clinical the process was, and how much it was a bad fit with us as a nation, as a culture.
0: There wasn't any way to counter the way it was going because there was a cull coming up. You know what I mean? There was a, it gets chopped from 20 to 16 to 12 to 10. And it's like a, a reality show before there were reality shows.
3: Yeah. As I said before, you're jumping through the hoops.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if you can make it through the hoop, you're yeah. just looking forward to that next hoop. Yeah. And
3: exactly. And we were like a whole lot of kids with our faces pressed up against the sweet shop. We were on the outside and we wanted to get in. We wanted a career. We wanted to make a difference.
0: Magic Tellyland.
3: Magic Tellyland.
0: Even this early on in the process, there was a dichotomy, because Dave Horn is right. The training was excellent. We all learned so much. But, like Kate said, everything we learned was about writing an American sitcom. We all know that if you want to succeed, you have to train. Practice makes perfect, right? But what if all of your training, all of that practice, doesn't fit the end goal? You can play tennis every day of your life, but that's not going to make you a world champion at squash. So, is this where our failure started? Were we just training for the wrong game? Regardless, I really loved this seminar. It really did feel like something was happening. We were excited and giddy. It was like there was something in the water. And actually, well, there was something in the water.
1: We found out a few weeks after that we'd been through this two-week seminar that the water in in the place was tainted with giardia. And about a third of the people who were there, so that was like a hundred or so people, came down with Giardia.
2: Giardia. The Worst Sitcom Ever Made, presented by Jeff Houtman and produced for RNZ by The Download Concept and Glynis Stewart. And you can hear that first episode on nights on RNZ just after the 9pm news on Wednesdays, starting this coming Wednesday, 13th of March, for the next eight weeks, or at rnz.co.nz if you go to the podcasts and series page or just search for The Worst Sitcom Ever Made.